We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ready? Down! Put, 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 put! This is the Bear Report Podcast. With Zach Pearson, Zach Pearson, and Aaron Lemming, Aaron Lemming, providing extensive coverage of the Chicago Bears. Go Bears! Presented by Blue Wire Pods. And now, here are your hosts, Zach Pearson and Aaron Lemming. What's up, Bears fans? Two weeks of the preseason is officially in the books, and now it is week thirty as the Chicago Bears get set to host. The Buffalo Bills at Soldier Field on Saturday, and the biggest question will be, will Justin Fields and the offense play? How much will the starters play, if anything? And what the heck is going on with the Chicago Bears injury-wise? As uh, There was another update at practice on Wednesday with a bunch of guys out. We're going to cover all of that stuff here on the Bearport Podcast. Let me bring in my co-host, Aaron Lemming. And Aaron, I, I mean, I guess you said it from the top there. There's a couple big questions um, with the Chicago Bears in this final week of preseason, and they go hand-in-hand hand, um, with the injuries and whether or not starters will play, how much they will play. We're 18 or so days, 17, depending on when you listen to this podcast. But it's an odd time for the Chicago Bears right now going into this final preseason game. Yeah, well, I think I, I think the injuries on the offensive line have – basically made it to where I don't know that it's smart to play Justin Fields. And I've been pro, you know, play Justin Fields a quarter, quarter and a half in the starting offense and whatever, you know, is healthy on the starting defense. But at this point in time, man, I don't know. I mean, there's 21 guys that were either limited and or missing from practice, including Cole Komet today. It's like, I, I, I don't, I mean, I, I don't care how you cut that. Like regardless if they're short term or not, I mean, the, some of these guys have been day to day for three weeks now and, I'm not as much concerned as, you know, like obviously we, we, we know, and I guess we haven't really done a podcast since this, but Tevin Jenkins, uh, the Bears haven't actually like confirmed like his time frame or anything like that. But I mean, between Brad Biggs and between Adam Schefter, it sounds like he's going to be out probably, you know, six or so weeks, which puts us into, you know, basically the end of September, beginning of October. So he's missing three, maybe four games at that point. You might as well, you know, if he's going to miss four games, you might as well put him on IR after the season begins. But I mean, you're talking about an offensive line right now that basically has Cody Whitehair, who was supposed to be playing center and is now slotted back out to left guard. And he's got a hand injury, but he's at least practicing through it. And then Braxton Jones, a left tackle. And then it's like Nate Davis has been in and out. Lucas Patrick is, quote, unquote, ramping up. 
um, for the 15th injury that he's had with the Bears, and he's been here, you know, just a little over a season. And then, you know, obviously the the injury to um, Darnell Wright, it's like I don't know that it makes a ton of sense to put Justin Fields back behind his second-team offensive line for the most part, uh, especially against a team like the Bills. So I, I just it, – it's one of those things where, again, I'm not really as concerned with week one as I am like, where are these guys going to be at? Because, and we were talking about this before, it's like they, what, they practice tomorrow, they're off Friday, they have the game Saturday. To my understanding, they really don't have practices that much until the roster cutdown period. So it's like they cut down next Tuesday. And then, then you have a situation where you're basically going to have like a short week that's probably going to be mostly walkthrough stuff with the, you know, the 53-man roster and the rotations that go on there. Then they have a long weekend where everybody gets a little bit of a break, and then it's into week one, you know, schedule, which is you know Wednesday through uh, you know Wednesday through Friday. So I don't, I, I guess my concern would be that even if these guys aren't hurt long term, even if like let's just say you know uh, all of these guys except for Tevin Jenkins are going to be ready to go week one, what kind of football shape are these guys going to be in? You know, like they haven't, I mean, you're talking about, I mean, some of these guys, I mean, Chase Claypool hasn't practiced in two weeks. Jaquan Brisker hasn't practiced in what, three weeks. Eddie Jackson's going on a week. I mean, you can go down the list. Demarcus Walker's hardly practiced. Uh, you know, Nate, Nate Davis has basically had what one day in pads the entire time and didn't really practice before that. So it's like you start going down the list of these guys and it's not even like these guys have just been missing the preseason. Like they've, pretty much missed the majority of camp where you kind of have to sit there and wonder like what kind of football shape are these guys going to be in? So again, it's not an alarmist thing. It's just, it's a question that needs to be asked at this point because yes, you know, minor injuries and training camp are normal. It's normal to take it easy on guys and look towards week one, but at some point in time, when you're looking at a, you know, a list of 20 guys that are missing practice at some point in time, that's, that's gotta be a red flag. You got to start asking questions of what the hell's going on. Yeah, and you know, unfortunately, we we can't really ask Matt Eberflus much. Um, you know, we can't even ask the assistants anything like that. And but you know, you and I were talking, and I think by now the listeners probably know the Bears' policy. And if not, we'll refresh it. They're not going to talk about injuries. Their designations are day to day, week to week. They're ramping up. If any injury talk that they'll provide or update they'll provide will be long term for a player. And technically, they don't have to provide injury updates until the Wednesday of week one, when the injury report has to come out. So it's a little difficult for us um, to get questions out of Matty Reflus or Luke Getze or Alan Williams. And, you know, when, when Tevin, the Tevin Jenkins news comes out on a Sunday and there's a little bit more on the Monday <clears throat> from Adam Schefter, you know, and it's Richard Hightower's day to talk. You're not going to ask the special teams coordinator about Richard Hightower. Cause I'm going to tell you the exact answer you're going to get ask the coach. So yeah, it, it, it's a little frustrating. And then, you know, at practice, we're not very, you know, we're not really allowed to to tweet a whole lot, um, which is frustrating. We can only tweet what we see in the stretching or the, yeah, the stretching period, which is the open shooting period. And we can tweet about injuries if a, if, if a player does leave practice. Um, but yeah, you know, in today's example, Cole Komet, he was seen leaving practice early. He was, Take it off. Excuse me. My my uh my, my uh mic actually cut out. So um yeah, with Cole Komet, he was actually spotted leaving practice early, 
he did walk to the cart um, and he took the cart out of the Walter Payton Center to Hallis Hall. I will note, and I noted it, you know, something on Twitter is it's pretty standard for a player when they're on the back practice field. Anyone that's been to Hallis Hall, you know, there's two in the front by the actual facility. There's the Walter Payton Center indoor, which is a bit of a walk. Behind the Walter Payton Center, there's two more fields. When players leave those fields, even going to practice, coming back from practice, if they're not hurt, they're still on a golf cart or a cart, um, you know, a trainer's cart. Um, Darnell Wright was on a cart, a golf cart leaving practice yesterday. So, yeah, that does happen. Um, unfortunately, I can't tell you what the injury is, um, even though I did see what happened. Uh, just in case the Bears are listening to this, but check out Matty Ruffles' press conference on Thursday. I'm sure we'll get a day-to-day or a week-to-week. And, you know, it seems like the common theme with these injuries, Aaron, is ramp up. This guy's ramping up. This guy's ramping up. That guy's ramping up. He's ramping up. He's in the ramp-up stage. I've seen Lucas practice or Lucas Patrick practice in full, then go to a ramp-up, and then go to a limited, then go back to a ramp-up. Same with Nate Davis. Yeah, same with DeMarcus Walker, too. It, it just makes no sense. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, man. I, I don't, it's, it really doesn't. Like, I, you would think during a ramp-up period, kind of the same thing as, okay, even Yannick Ngakwe. Like, we're, we're, we're talking about, like, it's like the same pattern where it's like he practiced at least in some capacity last week, and he hasn't practiced all week this week. I just, and again, like I said, it's not an alarmist thing. It's just what what is going on. This is the kind of things that happen, and what you open yourselves up for as an organization when you treat injuries and every little thing, every little football dealing, like it's Fort Knox. I mean, the Bears have they have done this for quite a while, and it just it doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, there's no competitive advantage to be gained. Like, who who cares about Saturday's game? Like, it, that, like the only team that on the face of the planet that cared anything about preseason games, I'm sure that's over now, is the Ravens because they had that the preseason win streak. It's like these games do not matter in the win and loss column. So I don't really understand why there's such a secrecy um, with this team. And it's like, again, I mean, like the, the like sports are in a form of entertainment. Like it is for the fans. Like without the fans, there is no leagues because there's no attention. There's no ad money. There's no revenue. There's, you know, you don't have leagues in that, in that case. So it's like, it's one of those things where it's like, yes, I understand that they don't have to disclose these injuries. They don't have to disclose these details, 
But part of being a professional sports organization with invested fans is that you do provide them some sort of information and you don't treat it like it's a national security risk in order to, you know, it's just, I, it's, it's honestly, it's crazy to me. And it's like, it's one of those things where we can keep saying, well, it's only the preseason, it's only the preseason. But the reality of it is, like I said, with the practice schedule and everything else is, is that we're getting closer and closer to the regular season and the list is not shrinking. They pull a guy off the list, one or two more guys go on. You know, it's like they pull Tremaine Edmonds off the list yesterday and he starts ramping up and what happens? Darnell Wright gets hurt yesterday and then all of a sudden today, Cole Komet gets hurt. So it's like, it's it's one of those things where it'd be really nice to know like what, you know, what the prognosis is, what the status of these guys is, you know, and it, it, I don't know. It, it, I, I'm sure it's beating a dead horse and I'm sure we'll talk about this much more as the season goes on because it's just how things go. But I've never understood the secrecy and we've seen it now for what three coaching staffs because it started with John Fox and we all thought it was John Fox or Ryan Pace. And then it continued with Matt Nagy. And then now obviously with this new one, I think it's pretty clear at this point in time, it's ownership. Um, and I just, I, it still just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you, man. Um, yeah. I just wish there was clarity and, you know, kind of a couple more things on this. I will say I did see Darnell Wright today. He was there, obviously did not practice. Um, he did have, you know, a small black brace, uh, what it looked like on his ankle. He was walking. I would say it was a very, very, very minor limp. I wouldn't say it was anything that was like, okay, like, yeah, this guy should not be walking around in a field, anything like that. Um, you know, it was just noticeable. Like, you know, you could tell someone walks. It was just, it was noticeable. Um, yeah, I just, you know, it, for me, um, I, I think I know how you feel about this. I'm not like super panic mode yet where I think, you know, um, the Bears are in trouble with a lot of injuries. I also don't think it's a good thing that the 2021 guys are missing practice. You know, I think um, the number last week was like 14 or around there. It's kind of getting, you know, the numbers increasing. And you look at it, man five of the six top six offensive linemen essentially have a problem. Braxton Jones is the only guy that really does not have a problem on the offensive line. Cody Whitehair has his right hand taped up, which tells me that he can't snap. Um, Lucas Patrick is, is there in some capacity Monday, and is just not there the rest of the week for, for whatever reason. Um, you know, you, you look at, excuse me, Darnell Wright now has something with his ankle. You look at Nate Davis. He's been there for a day, then gone for a couple of days. Um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's not a good situation to be in, um, you know, for the Chicago Bears. And with the offensive line struggling, you know, you have to get that. You have to get the the um, the line settled in in front of um, <clears throat> excuse me in, in front of. Um, Justin Fields and I don't know man like these injuries like yeah it's getting a little worrisome like you mentioned a couple other ones Jaquan Brisker really hasn't done much um you know Tremaine Edmonds is ramping up he says today that he's he's gonna be ready for week one I think with some of the guys as vets I think you know you can kind of trust them in that I think you can trust Tremaine Edmonds um we haven't really heard from Eddie Jackson since he left practice last week on um what was it Wednesday so Wednesday or Thursday, I think it was Wednesday because he was supposed to talk Wednesday. 
Yeah. Um, well, and did you catch? Did you catch Matt Eberflus's little slip up yesterday when he he basically I can't remember exactly what he said, but he yes. basically said something along the lines of like Eddie's good to go or something like that. Like, yeah, he said something with um. God, what was? It? Did he like reveal something of the injury? I, I need to look it up. I I did no, catch it because I don't think so, he revealed anything about the injury. I think he basically made it sound like Eddie Jackson's just kind of like they're they're basically playing it as safe as possible, and he's going to be ready to go at any point. Yeah, because you know what? He did say something like that, and it did catch my eye and my ear because um, Josh Rock of um, NBC Sports Chicago also like looked at me when he said it, or after we we talked about it. I cannot remember now. Um, but yeah, it was pretty much something like, yeah, he'll he'll be ready to go or or, or something like that. Um, yeah, I I don't know. Like seeing Eddie Jackson, I mean, he didn't obviously he was supposed to talk to the media after um, after uh, practices the other day, and and he didn't. So you know, and I, I saw what happened. I guess I can't really. I mean, there was just a collision, so I, I don't know what the injury was. I mean, he pretty much him and Michael Pittman kind of, you know ran into each other going for the ball. It was just kind of just essentially two guys trying to make a play on the ball. And it just kind of wasn't, um, you know, uh, it didn't work out uh, great. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got, you, you got like a bunch of other guys too that, you, you know, in Gakwe I'd say is probably just in that ramp up. I don't think anything's seriously wrong with him, um, but you got like Demarcus Walker who hasn't been there um, in, in a couple of days. Yeah, just uh, he, well, he practiced last week. That was a weird yes. thing. He practiced last week, and then he's not practicing this week. Like that doesn't really signal a ramp up to me. That that that's, signals that they rushed him back too soon, and now they're pulling it back. That's the problem too. It's like they, they they're they're not clear with everything, and they could just be clear with you know with everything that they do, and and especially the same with like um uh you know Lucas Lucas Patrick, and it's it's just. I don't know, man. It, it's frustrating. I guess you know my question to you is, on the let's say on a scale of one to ten for panicking, where are you at um, with these injuries right now as it stands here, recording August twenty third? I'm out of five. I mean, I'm I'm not fully panicked and I'm not super panicked, but at the same time, I think when you when you look at it, it's kind of a situation where you're you know you're kind of wondering. Like I said, it's 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 a twofold thing. It's not just are these guys going to be ready for week one, but how how good are they going to be for week one? And that's where I'm kind of wondering. Like, are these guys really, especially on the offensive line, are they are they really going to be ready to go and and all that? And I just I don't know. I don't I don't know the answer to that question right now. Yeah. I don't know either, man. I, I'd say I'm probably like a five, like maybe a 4.5, five in that area. Um, I just, you know, you got to get these guys out there. Um, you got to get them, especially in the offensive line. Like they have to play together. You have to know the checks, the reads, like be comfortable with one another. Um, you know, I, I do think like I, I would be shocked. I'll say this. I'd be shocked if we didn't see majority of those starters out there, obviously from what we know with Tevin Jenkins, from Brad Biggs and Adam Schefter, um, which also, if you did, you listen to the Adam Schefter clip. Yeah, he said something about a double calf strain. What the hell did was you that? listen? Did you listen to what he said before? He says he thinks it's a double calf strain. I'm pretty no, positive. If you go I, back and listen, I, I think he says the word "I think" it's a double calf strain. Or I think he has that, two calf strains. How does that happen, though? Like, how, how I, do you double calf strain? Like, and that's the other thing. Like, why can't you just provide some information, man? Yeah, like, you practice yes, on they Wednesday didn't say anything. Thursday. 
Yes. They, well, we talked to him Thursday right after the practice. I have video of him on my cell phone because we're allowed to record the pressers. And he looks totally normal. I did not see him walking with a limp, anything like that. So to me, something happened from that was Thursday night at, eight, let's say, 8 p.m. Indianapolis time. From that time to, what, Saturday morning? Because he was not at the game. For, from another reporter told me he was not at the game on Saturday at all. Well, that makes point. me wonder, did, did something happen, like, off the field? Was you it know, training? Like, or did they, yeah, or it was, like, training or – Weightlifting? Like, yeah, weightlifting. Or did they have, like, a walkthrough on Friday that we don't know about that they push guys too hard through or something? I mean, that's – I mean, at a certain point, you kind of have to look at this situation and say, okay, like maybe it's time to adjust the, the training plan on some of these guys because this is the second year in a row where they've had a ton of injuries during camp. Yeah. I I, I don't know, man. Um, I, I, I don't know. It, it's because, you, you know, from what I see from practices, the open period, you know, in training camp, the fans are there too. They're not tackling – I mean, there are some times where they are. There is a tackle or two. That's just a player not being able to hold up. You know, you're going full speed. There's a couple hits, but honestly, like nothing against Eberflus. But does it shock you that the coach that got docked an OTA minicamp practice last year for having too physical of a practice now we're having more injury issues? I, I don't know, man. Like I, I think Eddie will be back. I think Jaquan. You know, he, he's up in the air. I mean, he doesn't doesn't have a limp anything like that. I. You know, he does have a concussion history. I don't think that's the injury. I, don't, I really don't even know if they've even said anything about his injury. But, you know, I, I'm guessing Yannick will be able to play. I think Tremaine will be able to play. It sounds like Eddie will be able to play. They'll have most of their secondary intact. It's just for me, it's the offensive line. And now that goes into what we have to talk about next. In my eyes, I, I think the Bears need to play this first-team offense. However, I don't know how you do that. I think... Last week, the Bears had a physical practice in Indianapolis. They said, okay, last year we played our starters about a quarter, quarter and a half against Cleveland in the final preseason game of the year. Um, let's get them some more run this year against Buffalo. And I think with three preseason games, I think this is going to be like a, a new trend in the NFL. Play a little bit in the first one. Play very, very minimal in the second or none at all. And then you play a lot in the third. Um, as, t- as as kind of your ramp up game, I don't know if I want Justin Fields to go out there now with this offensive line because you're going to go out there, man, and, and just this is nothing that I've seen in practice or anything like that. This is just based off of numbers and what we know. If the Bears' offensive line were to start the season right now, the only two players that you're actually can pencil in and say they will be starting somewhere is Braxton Jones at left tackle and Cody Whitehair at left guard. And the only reason why Cody Cody Whitehair isn't starting at center is because he's got the the wrap on his hand. Other than that, man, like, you don't know Darnell Wright's status, although it does not look like it's a long-term injury. You don't know Nate Davis. I'd say Nate Davis is plugged in at right guard, but, I mean, he hasn't really been there. Um, And looking at center, I mean, who's it going to be? Is is it going to be Lucas Patrick? Is it going to be Doug Kramer? Is it going to be Dieter Eselin? Who's going to be snapping the football um, Saturday? And do you want to risk putting Justin Fields back there? Now, the other thing that kind of came to my mind is, do you just go shotgun and tell Justin, hey, get the ball out quick, 
if you throw interceptions, you throw interceptions, let's at least get you some run because I'll be honest, man. And I, and I know outside the podcast, I've told you this and, and I'm pretty sure you can vouch for me on this. I, from what I've seen out there, this offense is not ready for the regular season from what I've seen at training camp. Yeah, no, you've, you told me that a few times and you're definitely not the only one, maybe not quite as obvious, but you're not the only one that have echoed that. I mean, some of the Tribune guys have also mentioned the same thing. I mean, it's it's one of those things where I think that's kind of the thing with the continuity, though, right? Is like you talk about, you know, this is the first time in, in, a, in a long time that they've had like five solidified starters, you know, going into camp, going into the season. And then Tevin Jenkins gets hurt. And all of a sudden, you know, the whole Cody White here thing's kind of a mystery because it's like you pointed out. Yeah, he's got the wrap on his hand, but. It's like if you take that out of the equation, is he still at center or is he starting at guard? Because I think when you look at what Lucas Patrick did last year, I mean, let's be honest, man. Lucas Patrick was absolutely horrible last year. I know he dealt, dealt with some injuries, but he was absolutely terrible. He played all but 10 snaps at, at, you know, at the guard position. So I don't know if this is a situation where the Bears are saying, okay, we don't really like him at guard, but you know, if this is what we have to do, we feel comfortable enough with Cody Whitehair going back to left guard and we'll just put Lucas Patrick at center. But it's just one of those things where, you know, Matt Eberflus talked about it the other day and he said that they feel more comfortable with the, basically the, you know, the veteran leadership of Cody Whitehair, sorry, well, the versatility of Cody Whitehair and the veteran leadership of Lucas Patrick going, you know, basically playing center than they do with either going Alex Leatherwood at left guard, which I don't blame them. Alex, I, I I don't know. Like I know some people have been kind of hyping him up over the preseason. I've I've went back and watched both of those games. I haven't been overly impressed with either one of his performances, uh, or you know a, a guy like uh, you know Jatari Carter. But the thing with Carter is, is he's been playing on the right side the entire time, and as we've learned over the years. It's not just as simple as saying, "All right, you're going to start on the other side of the line." Like there's a lot of muscle memory that goes into that. Granted. Carter was a left tackle um, in college, so he does have experience playing the left side. But we're talking, you know, basically almost two years removed from that. So I, it's it, it's a tough scenario where I think ultimately I think it'll end up working out. Um, but it's also kind of brings into, you know, the, the question of, like you said, like if, if Cody Whitehair can't snap the ball and obviously Lucas Patrick isn't going to be ready to go on Saturday – then are you comfortable with Doug Kramer playing center? And that's something that they're going to need to figure out, right? Because I was watching what what game was it? Oh, you know what? It was Washington. Washington, Washington actually had Sam Howell out there starting at quarterback uh, with all the starting receivers and starting tight end, but they didn't have the starting offensive line out there, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, so the Bears old, old the friend teams. Cornelius Washington was out there. Uh, Cornelius Lucas or Lucas Cornelius yeah, Lucas. Was, I believe he was. We were just talking about Corn Walks the other day in the in the chat. Yeah, no, he was. He was. He was actually playing left tackle, and he looked terrible. Uh, but yeah, it, it, so you know, like it can happen. But again, like when when I look at this, I think part of it's going to depend on too. And I don't know if you've read anything. I've I've tried to figure out a few different things. Maybe I'll reach out to one of my uh, Bills buddies and see what he's heard. But. I'm curious to know if Buffalo is going to play their starters because if Buffalo is going to play the defensive starters, I, I think that would be an awful idea for the bears to roll out basically, you know, two, two fifths of their starting offensive line and the rest are reserves. I just, I don't think that would be a good idea at all, but if they're starting backups and maybe it makes a little bit more sense to say, okay, we're going to get fields a few series, you know, we'll see a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half and we'll go from there, but it's just, 
it's kind of turned into one of those things where I was very pro Justin Fields in the starting offense need, you know, quarter, quarter and a half to you start weighing the whole risk reward thing where I just, I don't know, man, I don't know that it's worth it. I think it, I guess it's going to completely depend on, um, you know, what Buffalo does. Cause I mean, to be completely fair, um, obviously PJ Walker took two sacks and I want to say it was a Peterman took a sack as well, but that first week, that first uh, preseason week, they only gave up two pressures total and they, they held up pretty well last week. So to be completely fair to the line so far, even with the reserves, the second and third team, they've held up pretty well, but it's still, it's, it's, it's a, it's a risk. It's a calculated risk. And I don't know that I would be willing to take it, especially like I know there's 15 days in between this last preseason game and whatever else. And it would be basically almost a month from the time that Justin Fields threw three passes behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, you know, in a preseason game to week one, but it's kind of one of those, do you want to be unprepared or do you want to risk injury going into week one? And I, I just don't know the answer to that. Yeah. I mean, I, we'll, we'll find out Thursday and it's a tough decision to make. Cause you know, I, I think we, you know, like you said, I, we're, we pretty much both agree on this. Like, you know, you want the first team offense to get reps, but you also don't want Justin Fields to, to, you know, be liable for an injury out there. And especially with an offensive line that, you know, is kind of patchwork right now, but yeah, the only thing, I mean, the bears have to get ready for week one. Now, you know, green Bay is not going to be an easy task. I, I I'm sorry. I, I see a lot of it in my timeline. That the bears are going to roll into week one and steamroll them, or they have the upper hand. I mean, it's a two point two, you know, two and a half um, point spread. And the home team gets three, so Vegas pretty much tells you that this team, th- th- these two, um, are, are pretty even. And, and that Packers defense is pretty good. And if Bears are hurt up front, and Kenny Clark has a big day, it, it might be a long day, um, you know, for Justin Fields. So yeah, it's just something we'll have to keep an eye on after this after this um, preseason game. We'll see where the Bears are at with these injuries. And again, a week from well, actually two weeks from today, as we're recording this on Wednesday, will be the first injury report. They do start closing practices soon, um, but we do get open locker room, which is nice. But the injuries are something to monitor um, and will be something to monitor, I guess, and it looks like in the regular season as well if they can't stay healthy. But I guess um, another thing we should probably touch on here, um, Aaron, before we kind of you know wrap things up, unless you had another topic, was Steve McMichael, um, the legendary defense tackle for the Bears, is a pro football Hall of Fame finalist um was announced today he's one of three on the senior and you know not to jinx it or anything but once you get to that finalist levels as, as, as a senior nominee um it's almost a lock that you're going in so it'll be announced in february after the super bowl but all but pretty much finalized that he's going to be going into the hall of fame and, and what he's dealing with and what his family's dealing with it is nice to see that he is you know able to enjoy celebrate this enjoy this and everyone else be able to uh, around him. Yeah, no, I think it's, I think it's awesome. And I mean, that the, his wife has come out and said like the, the reason that he is still alive after his latest hospital episode is because of this. So the fact that it gave him the will to push on a little longer is, is amazing in its own and it's well-deserved. Um, so yeah, no, I think it's going to be, it's going to be cool. And honestly, I mean, you know, selfishly speaking, I hope the bears, get two guys in. I hope obviously, uh, you know, Mongo goes in and then I also hope that, uh, you know, Devin Hester gets in this year as well. I think both are well-deserving and I I think it would be 
really cool to see. And who knows, maybe it would guarantee the bears, the uh, hall of fame game in August, but yeah, it's going to, I'm just, I'm hoping, I'm hoping he can hold on at least, you know, to, to, to finally know, cause you said it's uh Super Bowl is it Super Bowl week or right after? Super yeah, it's um I believe it's during the uh, award ceremony, which is it used to be Saturday night. The Saturday before the Super Bowl, I believe, is now it's either the Friday, thir- Thursday, Friday, or Saturday. I, they change it every year. They actually, you know, not to go off topic, but they actually announce the winners like the morning of for like all the awards or something like that. Or they tape it a couple days before, and you know all the winners, and then there's a ceremony, but. They usually announce the Hall of Fame the night before the Super Bowl, I believe, at that ceremony. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Either way, I think that'll be uh, that'll definitely definitely be cool, and and hopefully it's uh you know like I said, hopefully he's still alive for it and gets to enjoy it, and you know I think it's a it's obviously a great honor and well deserved. Yeah, no, no, definitely well deserved. Um, and I believe Jarrett Payton is going to be um inducting him. I saw a video on on Jarrett's in, on Twitter. Um, with Steve, so that's pretty cool. Jared also is the first, I believe, teenager kid to induct Walter Payton to the Hall of Fame is, is the late, great Walter Payton, his father. So he'll be inducting um, Mongo into the Hall of Fame if he does make it. And obviously, like I said, it, it's, 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 I don't want to say it's a guarantee, but I, I, I want to say it's a crazy number of like 90% of the senior finalists that get to this stage um, actually get in. So yeah, let's hope Devin Hester um is also gonna get his time eventually but yeah i mean i i guess that's pretty much it for this episode aaron um unless you had something else you want to chime in on um well we'll i mean really i I think what this comes down to is is i think everybody's just got to buckle up a little bit right because we got the the game on saturday um you know so this will be the final you know basically the three games in two weeks and then by tuesday afternoon the bears have to cut down to 53 and then the next day will be the waiver wire and establishing practice squad so there's gonna be a lot of stuff going on so it'll be uh be interesting yeah, and, that, and uh, you know, waiver wire day is also is always one to keep an eye on. Um, the, the Bears do have the number one spot in the waiver wire, so we'll see if they address an offensive lineman or you know who they do want to maybe sign or, or, or grab off the waivers from some you know team, uh, maybe a veteran that just didn't make the cut. There's always someone out there. And we saw the Bears very active last season when they were uh, what what spot were they last season? Like eight or something like that? Six or eight? Uh, seven. Seven, oh, right. Gee, the two numbers around at the bookends. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that as well. So, um, yeah, Aaron, uh, where can everyone follow you on Twitter at? Where can everyone read your work? Yep, you can find me at Aaron Lemming NFL on Twitter, and you can read my work at thebearreport.com. Yes, and you can follow the Bear Report on Twitter at just Bear Report. You can um, follow me on Twitter at Zach Z A C K underscore Pearson. Please rate, review, subscribe on all major podcasting platforms. Till next time, everyone, please stay healthy and please stay safe.